Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. As always with me is Mr. Jake Peters. We are PS. This is awesome. A PlayStation podcast. This is episode 223. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation. Before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube.com slash PS. This is awesome. Visit us on Twitter at PS. This is awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at anchorless underscore 81. And Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw01. As always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. Most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Make sure you leave comments rate the podcast you see fit as a reminder we are a video podcast as well so you can check that out on our youtube channel for new and or long time listeners we have a patreon you can support the show at a one dollar level called the one and only one dollar club head over to patreon.com slash ps this is awesome and you can become a one dollar patron get a free die cut vinyl sticker mailed to you and a shout out on our show that out of the way jake how are you today uh, I don't know. Fine, I guess. Kind of tired, but uh, other than that, it was a long weekend. Yeah, but then I started started opening up my pool, and just like over the course of, I noticed it was getting kind of dark over in the distance, mm. and so I was like, I was like, oh, it looks kind of cool. So I took a picture of it because it was like half the sky was dark and half the sky was sunny, and then like literally ten minutes later like the doors were fucking blowing off my barn and like the my I have a hammock mm-hmm. hung out in my like in my yard and it was just like whipping in circles because the wind was blowing so bad and it was like fucking storming and raining sideways and shit it was gnarly for about like literally 10 minutes and then it was done yeah so it was pretty pretty weird but other than that I'm doing just fine good good yeah I uh I just got back from golf recording this a day late apologies to the listeners put a tweet out on Twitter to tell everybody we're running a day late, maybe two, and also a post on Patreon. So if you are with us and you're with us and you know that the show didn't just disappear, but we are a day late. We're recording this on Monday. And uh, yeah, man, I got out of the rain. We finished up our last hole. We did the back nine at uh, the Whispering Pines. And uh, I did really good, man. I chained three pars together, which was great for me. Yeah. I had some really nice drives, and uh, but of course you always have one shit hole, and I had a hole right. I shot an eight, and I'm just like, what's going on? When you play in a league, though, you know you can't. There's no cheating, so um, yeah, held held to a higher standard when I'm golfing on Mondays, and it's making. Well, are you better. hitting? Are you hitting them all yourself, or are you guys playing best ball? So they have two different. Uh, they have two different. So we're two on, and then two on. So uh, my father and I are a team. So the first two. Uh, Mondays of the month are straight up scramble, right? And then the second two Mondays are match play where you scramble only the drive. So you play best drive and then you play your ball from there out. So it's kind of weird, but uh, interesting. My father's old enough now that he's playing the gold tees, which is kind of fun. So it's it's always a compliment when we're playing my ball. Because, you know, he's driving and he's still got old man strength. So he's crushing him from the gold tees. And I'm, you know, crushing him from the white tees, but barely getting past him on a few. So interesting. Oh, wait, when you do, you just say when you do match play, you play best ball? Mm, best drive. Or you do best drive. And then you play your ball from there out. You each play your ball. Yeah. Unmatched. That's so what we did today. Why would they. 
why would they make it like that? Why are they making it so complicated? Yeah, I know. When we, when we signed up, we were like super confused about it, and they're like, dude, they're like, yeah, it's it's just a bunch of dudes that either play best ball or don't or, or scramble, right? Yeah, or or play yeah match play, sure, scramble or don't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it should it's, be that simple. But it's like, no, this is this is uh, you know match play where you're playing the dr- the the best drive, and then I guess because they're just older guys and they don't like having a shitty second approach shot, I guess, having a bad line the second shot. I, I don't know why they do it that way. But they are doing skins and different, you know, um, line prizes and stuff. So I came close to longest putt today, but I missed it by, like, a centimeter. Really disappointed mm. on the one hole they were doing longest putt on. And then uh, had a couple really nice drives, uh, approach shots. My my sandwich game's getting a little better. I use a sandwich for all my essentially, like, 75 to 100 yards and out. I'm using the sand wedge, so it's working, treating me well. But we are having th- some thunder here, so we might get disconnected, Jake. If that's the case, then the listeners are going to have to deal with it. If the podcast doesn't show up till Wednesday, it doesn't show up till Wednesday. But yeah, I don't know if the, you guys lose power as easily there because most of your power is all underground. Mm-hmm. Out here, all the power is like up on power lines and stuff, mm-hmm. and so shit gets like knocked down and crap. And even ours just kind of flickered out for a sec; it didn't stay out. Yeah, but you never know. Well, one other thing I'd like to bring up, just to uh, bring up, is I have what I believe to be poison ivy on my arms. So, I'm so annoyed by it. Because uh, I thought, you know, it's that time where bugs are coming back. And, like, I'd spent all that time out back on Wednesday mulching, talk, you know, doing all that stuff. Took a day off to do more work. Took all this time off on Wednesday from work the whole day. And uh, my wife pressure washed her deck. I went out and did all the mulching, pulled all the roots up. And, you know... I was like, man, I got like a bug bite or two. These are pretty itchy. I started scratching them. And then like the next day I have like four more and I'm like, what's going on here? And then I'm scratching them. And now I just have like lots of these little mini bubbles that are like gross on my arm. So hundred percent it's poison ivy or poison oak or poison sumac or something. But I got some stuff coming tomorrow to, uh, put on my wounds and, uh, what do you mean stuff coming? Why don't you just go to the fucking store and buy something? Yeah, because I had golf today. Like I didn't I didn't correctly identify it until today at work. And then like I had to go straight to golf and I wasn't gonna run anywhere afterwards because we had to do the podcast and I had to eat. So while I was at work today trying to just multiply Having poison ivy spread all over your body is less important than eating and recording a podcast. <laughs> well, you know, it is. I try to keep the I try to keep everything moving, or, man. Or getting your, your wife covered in poison ivy yeah. or, or whatever. Because I guess it is highly contagious, so you can pass Well, it. if I if you're allergic to it. I'm not allergic to it, thankfully. I've never had poison ivy in my life. I don't think I have till just now. So this has to be I have it on my leg. Have it on my hip, have it on my neck, it's on my arms, mm. but it's not like really well, bad, like little spots. You know what I mean? You gotta be careful because if you get it like in your eyes, or your mouth, it can fuck you up. Really? But, yeah, dude. Like, what do you mean? Like, put you in the hospital? Like that bad? <laughs> yeah, dude. Man, I didn't know that. Think about think about that shit that's on your arms, but like in your throat. Yeah, that would suck. Or in your eyeballs. Like you're liquid in your eyes and your mouth doesn't negate it no dude rinse it out (laughs) 
Google it. You'll be horrified. No, I'm not going to do that. Trust me. When I was trying to identify what I had, I saw all kinds of nasty skin rashes and things. I was like, oh my it, God. it might not. It might not even be poison ivy. It might be. You might be having like a allergic reaction to something. I would fucking but, hope on because it sucks, dude. I've had it. I I had. I got a rash on my stomach literally the day before I went on a trip to Canada for work, and. I have never had anything itch so bad in my entire life. Mm. And it like hurt when I itched it, but it itched uncontrollably. And like, I think it was maybe a shingles outbreak or something. Cause I've had shingles on your stomach. Yeah. That's, that's a common place yeah. for it. Um, but it was fucking unbearable, but to be honest, dude, the only shit that works, the best shit on the planet for itchy stuff, is that Avino, that Avino stuff. They they make like the. Have you ever have you ever had it? No, I don't it's know like, what you're talking about. So so like they they make like a a cream that you can put on, that's like an anti itch cream, yeah. and then which is what I used for my stomach. But then like they also make uh like a like stuff you can put in a bathtub and you can soak in it. Like if your body's covered. Oh, okay. So like, like I, I'm actually a little surprised you've never heard of this. Maybe it's just, maybe it's not something, it's not as pervasive as I thought, but like a lot of kids, whenever they, back in the day, kids used to get chicken pox before there was a vaccine. And so when kids would get chicken pox, they get all over their whole fucking body. And so you would make a bath with this Aveeno stuff and you would just soak in it. Yeah. And it would like, take all of the itching and everything away. That's it's awesome. pretty amazing. I, I honestly can't believe, dude, I try, I tried like cortis, all these cortisone creams, all this shit. It didn't do fucking jack. And then I bought this Avino stuff. It was like fucking $12, but I was like, I don't give a shit. And I rubbed it on there and it was instantly better. Uh, nice. Good to know. Well, if it comes down to that, if this stuff I have coming in the mail tomorrow doesn't do the trick, I'll check out the Avino stuff. Well, I'm pretty sure poison ivy. I don't. I, I don't know if you looked that much into it. I'm pretty sure you're actually supposed to cover it. What? What? I think you're supposed to wrap it so that it doesn't spread. Yeah, I think you're right because it, it'll it'll secrete like a a clear, like I don't know. It sounds disgusting. I don't know why we're talking about this, but yeah, it, it secretes this weird like uh, clear what liquid or whatever out of like your fucking itchy wounds. And then it's that stuff that like will just spread. If that so, if you don't itch it, I think you're good, as long as it's not pussing up and stuff. So, okay, so video games. So yeah, pus all over my. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, man, I I'm not playing a whole lot. I hope the listeners haven't tuned us out yet. Uh, I did play Grand Theft Auto Five online, pop some more trophies on that, and I did try Tribes of Midgar. I've got two things to say. Grand Theft Auto V Online is awesome, but wildly confusing because the, me- the 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 HUD, the menu system, all that shit is terrible. But, but once you figure it out, it's like, oh, yeah, all right, now that I know what I'm doing, it's awesome. And it sucks because I had it figured out, and then we took a break, and then LJ played that game with me, and then I couldn't remember how to do it again. And then I took another break after he and I played, and then I went back into it, couldn't remember how to fucking do it again. Like how to get to the quest, do the missions, and then I like, boom! It all made sense again. So I, I was back in that, and I, I've done some cool stuff. I pulled off a real heist with some other people online. That was a lot of fun. Made some money, bought bought a business. It's fun. It's a good game. And then Tribes of Midgar, 
early impressions is this game is not for me, but I'm going to try to play it a little more. I I don't really like I don't like what I've played so far at all. But that's all I got. <laughs> um Yeah, I haven't played anything in the last well, since last week other than uh Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and I gotta be honest, man. I fucking love this game. A lot of people like it. Yeah. It is so good. And I can understand, like like I mentioned before, it's got, you know, the controls are smidge sluggish and the combat isn't extraordinarily deep or anything. But the the characters and the, the voice acting and the writing, dude, like the moment-to-moment like banter mm. when you're doing like walking around these missions and stuff it's all five of you are there and you're going through and you're doing you're you're getting going through the levels and stuff and the characters are constantly bantering the whole time you're going through the mission and i i'm not even being hyperbolic it's like fucking uncharted level good the just the the communication the banter mm-hmm. and everything between the characters um I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say it's as good as the game's as good as Uncharted or anything, but like, you know, I haven't beat it yet, so I don't really know. But I, and maybe a lot of this has to do with the fact that I know not, I literally know nothing about Guardians of the Galaxy. The first time I ever saw anything about Guardians of the Galaxy was when I started this game. Never read a comic, Mm -hmm. never watched a movie, never did anything. And so I love the premise of the, the Guardians, I love the premise of the Star-Lord character. I, the, I'm the, i just constantly just jazzed about the fucking soundtrack. It's so good. Um, it, like, makes me just feel dope whenever I'm playing it. It's not, just, like, because games don't have really great licensed music in them anymore. Like, it used to be back in the day when we would play games on PS2 and shit like that, even PS1. <clears throat> You know, you would get a lot of games that would have great licensed music in it. Like, think about Tony Hawk or yeah. something like that. Or, or Grand Theft Auto. Well, it will be the show and right? stuff, yeah. Yeah, but, like, now it's a lot of original score. And with, with, with these types of narrative experiences, it's a lot of, like, original music. Or, or if it is licensed music, it's not stuff that really kind of jives with me for whatever reason. But, like you know this game is just it's spot on like it it just hits me so hard because it's like my type of music mm. and uh for those you don't know the game has a very like 80s aesthetic everything's very neon and like and all the music is very 80s like 80s heavy metal freaking new wave like all this shit is so good and uh I don't know the story of Guardians of the Galaxy, but it seems like the main character is he grew up in the 80s, which is really interesting um, when he lived on Earth. And uh, so what, what was I what was I driving? At? Oh, what you're anyway, at. yeah, it's it's uh, it's awesome. Like ev- like it's one of the few games that I've played recently where I when I'm not playing it, I, th- I think about wanting to go back and play it some more. Mm. Like most of the time I'll, f- I'll play a game for like an hour or so. And then I got to get up and do something else, even if it's a good game, but there's just something, I think it's just like, I appreciate nowadays. This game is making me realize that nowadays I appreciate 
narrative and characters and writing so much more than um, I appreciate a lot of other aspects about games. Like a game, if it's gameplay focused, has to have really great gameplay if it doesn't have a decent narrative, I guess is what I'm driving at. And uh, yeah, I really like it. I was thinking about, and this isn't like, there's no real good place to put this. So I figured I'd just talk about it here. I think the month of June, so I'll probably finish <laughs> this game in the next couple of weeks. I don't know how long it is, so I don't know when I'll finish it. But when I'm done with this game, probably the beginning of June, I think is when I'm going to start Mass Effect 2. So just a heads up. So because I figured January, February, we did Mass Effect 1. Middle of the year, like June, we could do Mass Effect 2. And then the end of the year, like maybe November, we'll start Mass Effect 3 if we want to get all three of them done by the end of the year. Um, I think that would be a good option. I was just, for whatever reason, I was thinking about Mass Effect today. And uh, I think that I'm going to start Mass Effect 2 next. Um, I'll probably play it in tandem with something else. Like maybe there's a you know PS Plus game or something that we'll play. But um yeah, so I don't know how you feel about that, but that's what my my plan is. I think. Yeah, I'm into that. I uh, I, I am going to pick up that quarry game. I've decided, mm. so I'll be playing that probably yeah. in June. But yeah, yeah, we can shoot for that. And uh, as a reminder to the listeners, before we get on with the news, the PlayStation Plus game that Jake and I have both chosen to try to play this month and see how far we can get with it is Tribes of Megar. So you can join us on that journey, and. Uh, we are going to talk about Tribes of Midgar on the last episode this month. We're going to share our feelings about it and how far we get with it and uh, what we liked and what we didn't like. So take that journey with us if you can. Jake, before we get on with the news, and you're probably going to be bummed out about this, but I want to put our ad on now and then revisit, come back to the show, because I don't want the news to get cut off. Because we've already gone about twenty minutes, and we only got forty minutes on the on the chat here. So, mm. do you mind if we do that real quick? And I'll it's fine, call you back. You All right, hang on one second here. Welcome to the PS. This is awesome Patreon page. For those of you that don't know, my name is Fred Oakman, and I'm Jake Peters, and we're a PlayStation podcast currently in our tenth year. Our first episode aired in July of 2012 where we discuss and speculate on the arrival of the PS4. Over the years, we've used this podcast to take a break from adulting, share our love of video games, and in particular, PlayStation. The audio podcast is available on all major streaming services, and we have recently made the leap to uploading video content and video podcasting to our YouTube channel, as well as the very occasional Twitter post or live stream. Over the years, we have covered everything from PS3 to PS Vita through the launches of PS4, PSVR, and now PS5. As our audience has grown over the years, we have decided to start this Patreon with the hopes of creating a medium in which we can give you the opportunity to help support our show. And as a test bed, we're starting with a single tier. It's called the one and only $1 Club. So with your support at the $1 level, we're going to mail you a premium vinyl cut sticker and give you a shout out on the podcast. But at this time, unfortunately, we can only ship to the U.S. and Canada. But this is subject to change depending on your interest. 
So whether you're new to the show or you're a frequent flyer, we are forever thankful for your support and hope you can find it in your little gaming heart to join us in the one and only $1 Club. Until next time, like PlayStation, podcasting, and Patreon, P.S. This is awesome. And Jake, let's get on with the news. Our favorite part of the news is the very first thing. Let's take another quiz. We go to the Push Square site. We talk about Push Square stuff, and then we talk about PlayStation stuff. So I got to click on this thing and get it loaded up, though, because it's not taking me there. Let's go to it. They post these quizzes up on Push Square, and Jake and I have been proven to be quite the competitors. And this is issue nine of Test Your General PlayStation Knowledge. So let's do it, Jake. Question number one. What is Gravity Rush known as in Japan? Gravity Days. With a Z-E? I don't see any other spelling of Gravity Days there. Eh, just clarifying for the listeners. Let's click it. <laughs> Good job. I will say, uh, let's let's slide a little bit back to the last PlayStation quiz we did. There, we had a we had a listener write in, and uh, sorry I didn't put this on the last show of the show after it, but they did say that uh, because we were kind of stumped on the Max Payne, where was that taking place? And then I said I thought it was Chicago, so I said Chicago. Watch Dogs was Chicago. We couldn't mm. remember a game that was Watch Dogs, so they wrote in and they said that it was Watch Dogs. So, um, give them credit where credit's due. Although I can't remember who it was. That wrote Nobody that. cares about that game, so it doesn't. Well, oh, the first Watch Dogs was good. <laughs> All right, here we go. Last of Us question. We should be able to get this. I just platinum the game. What components are needed to craft a smoke bomb in The Last of Us? Metal and paper, explosives in sugar, wood in gunpowder, or chemicals in a canister? Oh, I know it. Do you know I it? I think it's chemicals in a canister. Nope. Wait, hold on. It's not metal and it's paper. Ex- it's explosive and sugar. I mean, I'm taking it. You're doing it. I don't really pay attention to what the the scavenging things are. I just know the logos. I didn't know that. that you just you just look for you just look to see that you got all the numbers and then you that's say, it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I get it. We're two for two. Good job, Jake. Who is the character? Who is this character for Final Fantasy Nine? It looks like a, a a guy in knight's armor. He has a sword. Um, the knight's armor is kind of like just metal looking. He uh, has a grimace on his face. Is it? Adelbert Steiner, is it Amarant Corral, is it Vivi Ornitier, or Sid Fabul 9? It's Albert Steiner, or Adelbert Steiner. Adelbert Steiner, correct. Three for three, good job, Jake. I know that my uh, nephew Austin listens to the podcast, and he wanted to thank us. And he thanked me the other day. I ran into him, and uh, he said that anytime he hears us doing these PlayStation quizzes, like he's yelling into his earbuds, like, no, no, that's not it. Like, so anyways, he said any of the Yakuza questions, he's all on. And he's just – He probably he probably plays more video games than both of us combined. This, well, I don't know these days. He plays a lot, but I don't think he plays as much as us. We're probably about tied. He's working all the time now. Fair enough. But – uh. But he knows the Yakuza franchise, and we definitely do not. So we're always just guessing, and he <laughs> yeah. drives him crazy. I hope he's not the only one that we drive crazy with these quizzes either. Um, which of these is not a weapon type in Monster Hunter World? The gun lance, the guessing. sword and shield, the long sword, or the spear? What would you say? I said speaking of guessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gun lance, sword and shield, long sword, or spear? I'm going to go long sword. Is not a type of weapon. Yeah, the gunland sounds cool. If you have a sword, clearly you can have a shield, and then spear. Of course, you're hunting monsters, so the long sword doesn't really seem applicable to me, dude. 
I spear. You're saying spear? Yeah. I'm going to go with Jake. Oh, he's correct. What? I don't understand. Dude, there's no fucking way. Like, Gunlance is one of those things where you think it's wrong and it's not. <laughs> sword and shield is and, and long sword are both like staples of game. action RPGs. So I don't understand how those could not be in there. Spear doesn't seem like it should be missing either, but I don't remember. I, I only played this game for like an hour, but I don't remember there being like a, a spear in the, you know, three minutes that I played of it. Well, so that's that was, fine. that was the basis of my guess. I'm just thinking you're hunting monsters and you, spear would be like a throwable thing. I don't know. But anyways. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. It should have. So anyway, I'm not complaining because we're right. We're four for four. Question five of 15. In L.A. Noir, Cool Phelps is partnered with which crooked cop in the Vice Department? I played this game. Is it Roy? I did not, so I have no idea. Roy Earl, Herschel Biggs, Rusty Galloway, or Stefan Bukowski? Jesus. It's been years since I've played this game. I want to say... Herschel, Herschel, like, Stefan Bukowski just sounds like a cop's name. But it's probably not that. I think it's Herschel or Stefan. You're, you're up on I'm this I'm going to go Herschel Biggs. No okay. Damn it. Roy Earl, are you kidding me? That's not a good cop no. name. No, well, here's the it's a it's a good bad cop name. So here's the thing about video games is like I've played and beaten this game. I remember nothing of it. So uh, video games come and go in your brain. Okay, so question six of fifteen: How many endings does the original Silent Hill have, including the joke ending? Five, two, eight, or three? This would be a guess. I have no idea. I think five sounds good. Okay. Correct. Nice. And what year did Shadow the Hedgehog release for PS2? 07, 03, 01, or 05? I'm going to guess 03. Let's do it. Nope, 05. It's okay. We've Damn. only missed two so far. In Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which was a fucking cool game, what nationality is Jetstream Sam? Dude, I don't know. I, I only played the demo for this game. I didn't actually play it. I played it. I didn't beat it. I'm going to... Part of me wants to say Spanish. He... Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Go for it. Brazilian. Fuck. All right. It was funny is that I was... My, my gut was like... I bet... My gut when I looked mm -hmm. at all those, like I for whatever reason, I locked on to Brazilian. But then I was like... There's nobody in Brazil named Sam. Well, yeah, right. Well, so, I mean, obviously there are people in Brazil named Sam. But, like, <laughs> usually these types of games are relatively on the nose with their character names. Yeah. And if your name is so Sam like, and you live in Brazil, yeah. we want to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're Moroccan. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> your name's Sam. Uh, what is how, – how do you say this word? Titular. Titular. My brain always wants to say like titular. And I know that's not right. Titular. Is that correct? Yeah. What is the titular soul reaver in Legacy of Cain's soul reaver? A sword, a type of demon, an ancient structure, or a magic spell? Dude, this is one, this is one of my uh, um, embarrassing blind spots. I never played soul reaver. 
or Legacy of. And Kain. I know it's like a be- I know it's a beloved PlayStation game, but I never played it. Nor have I. I'm gonna say it's a type of demon. I like that. What do you think? Could be a sword. I'm gonna roll Go out sword. magic spell. Any of the other three, I, I could get down with. Yeah, I, I would. I would say. Go with sword. Boom. Got it. Good job, Jake. Nice. What are the three base character classes in Destiny? Uh, talk about a throwaway question. Yeah. Titan, uh, Warlock, and Hunter. Yeah. Boom. Correct. Which Prince of Persia game has the highest average Metacritic score on PlayStation platforms? Prince of Persia Reboot. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, Prince of Persia, The Forgotten Sands, or Prince of Persia, The Two Thrones? Pfft. Probably the reboot. Uh, I'm going to say Sands of Time. Isn't that the one that they're still working on? No, no, no. They're working on a remake right now. Sands of Time was the one that everybody fucking lost their shit over. Oh, let's just do it like, then. Yeah. Good job. All right. I just I, I I knew that I remember everybody losing their shit over that game, but I couldn't remember. I didn't know anything about the Metacritic rating of it. Mm. So I'm glad that my instinct was correct. What was the big controversy in 2018 surrounding Marvel Spider-Man on PS4? Was it that the puddles were downgraded? Mary Jane's appearance had been changed. Sony increased the game's retail price, or some of the Spider-Man's animations were scrapped. I'm pretty sure puddles. it's the puddles. It's the puddles. It's like it's like yeah. one of the dumbest things. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty sure it was the puddles. Yep, good job. Which of these Disney movies didn't have a PlayStation 1 game? Hercules, A Bug's Life, The Jungle Book, or Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? I'm going to guess Snow White, That's what I was but I don't know say. that. Yep, correct. Good job. Man, we are saving ourselves. What is Diablo 3's hardest difficulty setting called, Jake? This is a trick question, first of all, but it's Torment. Um, Got it. Because there's like literally 15 levels of Torment. Mm -hmm. So technically it would be like Torment 15, but I get what they're going for. Mm. Lastly, who is the very first character that you play in as as you play as, sorry, in Grand Theft Auto 5? Is it Lamar Davis, Michael DeSanta, Franklin Clinton, or Trevor Phillips? It's Michael because you robbed the bank. Yeah, I I was going to say, I think it's Michael. Boom. Got it. All right. 12 out of 15, Jake. We're back, buddy. That was a fantastic job on the quiz. We should get a job at Push Square again. Very well. Let's get on with the news, Jake. I, I saw you added a ton of stuff, and I appreciate that. It's It was a pretty slow weekend for news, and then we stumbled into some news here on Monday that we're going to talk about on this show. So just the real first thing, I didn't know if you had seen this, but there were photos from the Last of Us TV series set leaked, and I put one in our documents here, of the hospital. And it's pretty spot on, not going to lie. It looks great. I mean, it looks like a dingy hospital. It's kind of hard. Well, the wall coloring is perfect. It's the color from the game, 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks good. It's cool. I mean, I like I've seen some of the – some of the um, photographs from the from their like some of their outdoor photographs from their set, yeah, and it looks pretty legit. I mean, I don't know. It must have taken a lot of time and money to to make up some of this, like some of these sets. You know, yeah, it's pretty I, staggering to look at. 
Yeah, I I totally get you know the idea. Well, yeah, man, they must have just found like a a run like a shutdown hospital somewhere and just like threw blood on the walls and shit because that's, <laughs> awesome. that's like what it looks like. Yeah, but it fits the game so well. It kind of. Uh, it kind of spoils that like they're just gonna go with it to the end a of little the story. Bit. It seems that way, but uh, you know, because there's there's only really one spot in the original story where you're in a hospital, right. and it's the cl- it's the climax of the game. So uh, that's really interesting. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I was just looking at them as we were talking, and they they look good. Yeah, they do look good. So very well. I'm excited for that to come out. It's going to be an HBO series. Um, next next news point, Jake. The first piece of big downloadable content for Dying Light 2 is going to be released this September. So I don't – they've released a crazy roadmap for this game, all the stuff they were going to do. And, you know, people get overly ambitious out of the gate, studios and stuff. And I, I haven't played Dying Light 2, and I'm sure it's a fine game. But, I mean, it just seems interesting to me that uh, – I don't know. That, that – what do you do like if a game doesn't really if you don't really hit hit the posts that you want to hit coming out of the gate and you've already promised all this extra stuff that you haven't made for it yet are you are you shooting yourself in the foot is a developer doing that i don't know that you are unless you're fucking cyberpunk and you release a game that's so fucked up it takes you two years to fix Mm -hmm. and then uh you know you can and, and then it really pushes your schedule. Uh, Dying Light 2, from my understanding, was a little buggy at launch, but it wasn't fucking broken. No, like fine game from what I hear. So, so, like, I'm imagining that they're probably, they're probably pushing this release to September 1 because it's a good time to release that type of DLC. And 2, because it'll give them some time to sort of just work out the... The, some of the bugs that they had before then, which is which is good. I don't know what the state of the game is right now. Maybe they fixed a lot of the bugs. There's a lot of like clipping and stuff that was going on, but hopefully they fixed all that stuff now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know now it's just working on the DLC, which is cool. I mean, I'm always down with like DLC, and uh, you know because they did that. That I, I loved the first game, and they had that DLC the following, which apparently was a pretty big add-on. And I never played it because it came out too long after I played the game. So I'm not going to play. If if I'm going to play DLC for a game, it's going to be because it came out when I played it. Not it came out, you know, eight months after I played it. I'm not one of those people that's going to go back to a game just because they added content to it. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a really rare exception. Like, you know, it's a, a Naughty Dog game or something like that. Um, because just because I know what the quality is going to be. But, uh, you know, a game like this where you're going to spend tons and tons of hours because it's an open world game running around collecting all that shit. Usually when I'm done, I'm done and I don't want to come back. So I do want to play Dying Light 2. And I was thinking about maybe playing it this summer, but maybe I'll just push it back until the DLC comes out and then just play it all at once. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, not a bad idea. Um, But yeah, I thought that was cool. This next news point probably isn't super important, but I did like the game from what I played. There was a game called This War of Mine. It came out in 2019 on PC and then made its way to console. The final cut version is now going to be out on PS5. 
And uh, apparently the Final Cut version was really, really good. And uh, it's kind of a sombering experience, I guess. Kind of, you know, my experience with it was like it was really depressing, muted colors. It was a side-scroller, but it was also kind of tricky to play. And uh, cool game with different characters and, and a lot of variations. So neat little game if you're interested. Um, and then uh, I have a little blurb in here, man. I'm just waiting for Darkest Dungeon 2 to get out of uh, – what do they call that when, when they're – testing it in advance uh early access i think darkest dungeon 2 is in mm. early access right now on steam and stuff so i'm just waiting my turn on that one i still haven't beaten the first one and i plan to get back to it um jake unless you have anything to add on that we can get to this next little thing that's kind of cool no go ahead did you ever play this war of mine no my understanding is is that it's a pretty pretty interesting experience and I, sure. it looked really cool to me, but the the gameplay didn't really like little point jump out at me as something yeah. I'd be really interested in. It seemed more kind of adventure mm-hmm. and I, I don't know that – like whenever I was really looking into playing it, it just didn't seem like something I – from a gameplay perspective, I was all that interested in. From a like a narrative perspective and like a setting perspective, it seemed really cool, yeah. but uh, – yeah, I never really got to it. Yeah, that's why I never finished it. Was the gameplay didn't really resonate with me, but I liked the game. Um, moving on, PlayStation has created a glossary slash dictionary slash lexicon for gaming terms in case you're not sure what they mean. So you can find it at a link that I'm not going to post anywhere, but you can actually find it on PlayStation.com. They have an editorial, and uh, it's got the alphabet at the top. And Jake, there's a lot of interesting definitions for words here. I uh, My very first thing that I went to right away, I always know that people use the word OP. But they use it in two different, two different uh, situations. OP is used in Reddit or on forums to refer to as the original poster. So when the poster of a topic comes back, and they start chiming in. Oh, this you know this, this is the uh, OP says this or OP says that. You know what I mean? No, the re- OP and video. But that's games, not a gaming term. No, but OP is a gaming term that means overpowered. So don't get them confused. Right. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't think. Well, I guess I don't know this for a fact, but I would think that that most gamers are not thinking of OP as original poster. Maybe more like OG though, like which is like original gangsta. Right, which would be like the first of its kind. So OP can get lost in the weeds a little bit, I think, with a little bit of misunderstanding. So I'm glad they've defined that. Um, I wanted to see what they wrote about it. But there's a lot of weird terms on here. Like one was kiting. I've never heard of that. Have you ever heard of kiting? No. So it's a tactic of leading an enemy away from their initial location to a more suitable area for combat, often drawing them away from particular hazards or other enemies. You kite. I mean, I've definitely done that, but I never refer. I never knew it was called kiting. Yeah, I love it. I love it. A judder. Do you know what judder is? Uh, in uh, whenever the game kind of stutters. Yeah, an inconsistent in-game motion, often caused by uneven frame pacing. <laughs> Juggling. We know what that is. Uh, yeah. So when you juggle people in a fighting game, there's some interesting stuff. Um. They they even go into detail on here to talk about what a hitbox is. An invisible box created by an enemy or player attack used to determine if that attack lands. 
these boxes. Here's one that I. Yeah. Here's one. That is, sorry. No, go I ahead. What do you got? Interrupt you. Something that I've never heard before. Noob tube. Have you heard this term? No. Well, is it like a cannon, like a shotgun? Well, okay, yeah. So originally referring to grenade launchers, a noob tube is t- <laughs> typically refers to powerful, easy-to-use weapons that are popular with inexperienced players, Yeah, that's particularly so in competitive multiplayer. So a lot of these terms, I, I have found that a lot of the terms on here that I don't recognize or that I'm not super familiar with are like online terms or multiplayer terms. I'm familiar with most of them, but like, yeah, a lot of them like this are just funny to me. You know, the ones where it's just they're developed. They're li- they literally were forged in like the fires of fucking the hellscape that is online video game playing. Yeah, I love it. I love that they did this. Rage. It's quit. cool. Term- yeah. Terminating a play session due to frustration. So like this is yeah, like really done that. geared towards non gamers who want to f- they Sony want you to feel included right so you know what the hell people are talking about if you're new new to gaming it's also probably geared towards fucking parents who don't know what their kids are talking about so they can learn it, the lingo uh, it's so funny it could dude. be yeah skins a purely cosmetic variant of player character yeah stun lock using a rapid flurry of attacks to lock an opponent into a stunned or staggered state dude I love it. Super cool. It's very, it is very cool. It's cool that they do something like they do stuff like this from time to time. Yeah, this is kind of, and it's like on the official PlayStation website, which is neat. Yeah, it's really cool. Griefing, the harassing of other players in an online setting. See also kicking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, enough. Let's move in, Jake. You came up with some news points. I asked you to put a couple things um, on here and, um, I mean, you do you do. want me to just kind of drive this? Yeah, please. Since I did it. Go for it. The wheel is so yours. So the first, the first news point is just really, I mean, it's, there's not really a whole lot here. Uh, it was just, you know, it was kind of announced already that, that EA is no longer going to re-up with FIFA for the use of the FIFA title with their games anymore. And there's some rumors that some other parties are interested in acquiring that title from FIFA and one of the big rumored uh, publishers is Take-Two. So we might be getting a Take-Two soccer game as well as a, this is just a, just a rumor. It might be getting a Take-Two soccer game as well as the EA Sports Football Club, which used to be FIFA. And then also there's, uh, what is it called? eFootball, mm-hmm. um, which is from Konami. And so we could have three soccer games, which would be really interesting. I get why Take Two would get the try to get the FIFA license. I think it's the best time to do it. It would definitely muddle the market, and people would definitely buy it because they think it's the EA Sports game. If they were able to like call it like you know FIFA 2K or whatever the fuck, um, they'd probably call it like FIFA 2K22 or something. Yeah, who knows? And uh, but my, my personal opinion is that. No, none of these companies should give FIFA any money for fucking anything because FIFA is a horrible organization and nobody should ever work with them. Mm. But um, but they have a lot of like optical power, mm-hmm. whereas like people recognize it. So that's just a you know a little thing there. Um, the next couple of news points we can kind of bundle together. It's about like games that are coming to the PS Plus lineup in. Uh, which I guess the revamp is coming in June. I don't remember the specific date. I think it was like mid-June or something like that. Uh, 
And the first thing, which is kind of interesting, is Ubisoft Plus, which is a subscription service, kind of like EA Play, is coming to PlayStation and Xbox. But they've uh, Ubisoft has announced that a selection of the classic titles, what they're calling classic titles, from their Ubisoft Plus collection will be coming to PlayStation Plus as part of the extra and premium tier categories. So uh, I think I had... Let's see here. I think I had just... I'll, I'll just read like a couple of just kind of games off of it so you can get an idea of what I'm talking about by like classic titles. So they have like Far Cry 3 through and Far Cry 4 on here. They've got the South Park games on here, which are fucking awesome. Mm. If 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 you've never played the South Park games, the the Stick of Truth and the Fractured Butthole, and you're a uh, and you have the PlayStation Plus tier that allows you free access to these games, you've got to play them. I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. There has never been a video game in history that has made me laugh more than the Stick of Truth. <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding. That game is so funny and it is so good and it is so awesome. I, I love that game. Um, you know, so, but but that gives you an example. What the first Watch Dogs, which we were talking about earlier, Valiant Hearts. Mm. These are like early mid uh, PS4 games and PS3 games. So not like new shit. Like not even as new as Far Cry Five. Although they do have Assassin's Creed Valhalla on here, which is interesting. Uh, so. So those are some Ubisoft titles that are coming, but they also PlayStation themselves also released a quite a substantial list of games that are coming to the PlayStation Plus lineup. And I'm not going to sit here and fucking read them all because there's I think they've they released like a hundred games or something. But and there's going to be way more than that on the platform in the future. But like some notable games that are going to be on there for like the extra and premium tier. So this is basically everything above the essential, which is like what PlayStation Plus is now. So think about the 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 middle and the upper tier, which are the middle tier is like downloadable PS4 and PS5 games, and the upper tier is PS4 and PS5 games plus you know classic games, free video game trials, streaming PS3 games, shit like that. So just I'm just going to say some notable games that are going to be on there. Bloodborne, uh, you've got Demon Souls, the, re- the remake, the PS5 remake. You've got Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut, the God of War remake, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, I don't see – the one thing I don't – oh, Death Stranding is going to be on there, which is good because I really wanted to get back to that. Gravity Rush Games. Yeah, you've got the Gravity Rush stuff on here. The Uncharted infamous. Uncharted stuff on here is good. Infamous, Second Son. Uh, for like the third-party games, you've got some some cool stuff like Celeste, which was really well-received. Dead Cells, which was really well-received. Control Ultimate Edition. NBA 2K22. Red Dead Redemption 2, which is fucking huge. Um, they've got the, which I assume is the remaster of the original Resident Evil on here, which is good. Mm-hmm. I played that within the last couple of years. I really liked it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, is that on here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So if you guys, if you don't have um, Game Pass and come mid-January or mid-June, you decide to jump on the the extra tier for or the premium tier for ps plus play guardians of the galaxy because it's fucking awesome and now i kind of wish i had waited to play it because i could get trophies but i'm glad i'm playing it now because it is so good 
anyway, um, in terms of like the classic games that they're releasing, because a lot of people are interested in that. This is like the We've premium some, subscription, right? This is like, right. So you have to have the highest tier to get to these. get these next ones. So you've got ape, classic games like Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, Super Stardust, Portable, Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party. Uh, PlayStation Studios games they have on here are, are stuff like Dark Cloud. You've got Hot Shots Tennis. You've got Jack's, Jack 2 and 3, um, Rogue Galaxy, Wild Arms 3, Siren. And then third-party partners, you've got... Some interesting things on here. Bioshock Remastered, Borderlands The Handsome Jack Collection, The Handsome Collection, Bulletstorm Full Clip, Kingdoms of Amalur, uh, Lego Harry Potter Collection. Like all these games that are on this particular thing, I'm kind of confused about because it's under the premium tier for classic catalog games. But these games are all PS4 games, so I don't know why they're... I mean, they're remasters of old games, but they're all PS4 remakes or remasters of them. So I don't know why they're being pushed into the premium tier, why they wouldn't be in the extra tier under the downloadable PS4 games. So that's something that remains to be seen. Maybe this is an error on the um, on the behalf of video games chronicle which is where i'm reading this i haven't re- read this is really weird um and then they have the original ps3 games which these are for now we can assume they're streaming only you've got stuff like demon souls the ps3 version which why the fuck would you play that if you can play the ps5 remake um you've got Ico. some hot shots games you got eco you've got infamous one and two and festival of blood which are great games. Puppeteer, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank, Quest for Booty, Crack in Time, which is considered one of the Resistance best ones. Resistance 3. Resistance 3 is on there. I'm fucking pissed that they don't list Resistance 1 and 2. Why? I have no idea. Seeing oh, as how you can't play I think, it I think else. I think there might be a reason. What's that? There might be a reason. Could we be getting a remaster of 1 what, and 2? You're going to remake them or something. Yeah, why wouldn't they know. be? On they'll it. probably. This is probably just a tease, and they'll be like, "Oh, when we come out with the full list, it'll just have Resistance One and Two on there." I don't know. It might be harder, but to uh, it might be harder to work here because they're older games. Yeah, it could be. I mean, Resistance Fall of Man was a launch game for PS3, uh, but then you got some third-party stuff on here that's interesting. Like Fear was a really cool game, um, and then you've got. Some other stuff like Enslaved, Odyssey of the West, which people really like, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. And then they've got a, like a limited list of time time trial, like trials, which they talked about like having time, like timed trials for full versions of games, like everything over, I think, 35 or 40 bucks or something. And they just have a like a truncated list here where they say Uncharted Legacy of Thieves, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk. Farming Simulator, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and WE, WWE 2K22. So it was a little bit long-winded, but that gives you kind of an idea of some of the games you're going to get. According to Sony, they're going to have like 400 games to 700 games or something between the extra and premium tiers. So obviously there's a shitload of games that we haven't even seen yet. And Ubisoft but, is um, supposed to have 50 games by the end of the year. Which is awesome. They, they, I read some. They've announced 27 so far, and they're supposedly going to have 50 by the end of the year, which is cool. 
hopefully they beef up some of those games like uh like they had the division on there like maybe they'll put the division two on there maybe they'll put uh you know like far cry 5 on there which would be awesome because that's my favorite far cry game for sure man um but that's so, like, that's like the big news point for the show, really. Yeah, like yeah. Game. So that's a have the games, a pretty big, pretty big news point. Um, there's some other stuff here though that I think is really interesting, like the the remedy. So the next news point, the remedy CEO, Remedy Studio, who made Control, Alan Wake, um, Quantum Break for Xbox, all that stuff. Um, Taro Vertala, I think that's how you pronounce it. He came out uh, recently, I think it was in an earnings call, and said that Alan Wake 2... So this is an update on the games that, they've, that they're working on right now, which they have too many fucking games. But So Alan Wake 2 is in full production stage. A lot of work remains, but the game is starting to take more complete form in many areas. As communicated earlier, Alan Wake 2 will be released in 2023. Wow. So that's your update on Alan Wake 2. It's a ways out. Uh, which is awesome because I loved the first Alan Wake. I, my understanding is that like the gameplay maybe didn't age super well, but I am anxious to kind of go back and play it again because I really liked the first one. Um, the, the next point here, Codename Vanguard is a free-to-play cooperative game to be co-published with Tencent Boo. Has made good progress since the previous quarter. The project is in the proof of concept stage. So we will con- continue to strengthen the team Vanguard and our other projects have benefited from our operations in Sweden. Hmm. So that's an update on their free-to-play cooperative game, Codename Vanguard. The next two, which are going to be relevant to those of you who are interested in Control, Codename Condor, a spin-off game of Control, continues in the proof-of-concept stage. Codename Heron, which is a bigger Control title is in the concept stage and is prototyping right and its prototyping continues additionally together with the north light technology team the focus has been on developing the required technology and tools that will make a that will serve a number of remedy games in the future so it sounds like they're making a new engine or they're going to have some some new tooling that they're going to use on all all of these new games that they're currently developing on with their engineering team uh, and then the last point here I have is that additionally, Max Payne 1 and 2 remakes are in the works currently and will be sold as a set on current-gen consoles only. So that's a bit of a paraphrase of what he actually said. But but basically, all I got out of that point was that Max Payne 1 and 2 remakes are coming out and that they're going to be current-gen only, which is awesome because – and you'll see um, – another game that I'm going to be talking about in a second is that we're starting to see announcements, a lot more announcements for games that are only going to be PS5, Xbox series and PC, which is awesome that that a lot of these studios are starting to not develop these games with the last gen in mind, which is great because it's going to mean that things are going to be better. The games are going to be more polished. Well, not more polished is a bad way to say it, but they, they have the ability to be more high quality because the technology they can take advantage of yeah, it without having to the worry tech, about right. right. So, um, just kind of, I don't know if you have any any comments on that, Fred. I mean, it that seems was a lot. Like they've got way too many fucking games in development. I mean, Remedy is a, probably a pretty good sized studio, but they're not that fucking big that they should have one, two, three, four, five, six games in development plus their engineering team working on new tools. 
Yeah, so, I mean, it's just a lot of news about Remedy. I mean, it's cool that they're doing stuff, and it's I'm excited about the Max Payne stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I like that. Yeah, game. I mean, Max Payne, I never played them, but this would be a great opportunity. I would love to play them as remakes, because I have no intention of going back and playing the original game. No, it, it, it's that, the original game is like a rose-colored glasses thing, looking back at it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just have to, I mean, you have to be able to dig past that old like ps1 sort of polygon sort of shit well well, i think that was ps2 wasn't it not ps1 so it was a while ago it was um, a long time a long time ago yeah so the next news point here square enix uh intends to release so this year is final fantasy's 35th anniversary and so they've announced that this year they intend to release several games that are centered around this franchise Mm -hmm. and that they have they expect to release news regarding this stuff within the next month or two and they're hinting heavily on a new trailer for final fantasy 16 so we might be getting that game this year which is pretty fucking cool uh i didn't even attempt to play well i played like a demo for final fantasy 15 and it didn't really jive for me but I fucking loved Final Fantasy VII Remake. And if they, like, one of the things they're talking about maybe announcing is the Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, which would be awesome. Man. I don't expect that it will be out soon. But if it is, and they're, they're, they're ramping up their production schedule, and we could have this game this year or next year, that would be so cool. In addition to Final Fantasy sixteen, that would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, you know... Obviously, they talked a little bit about the $300 million deal for some of their Western studios. And they didn't, as far as I could tell, they didn't really mention all that much about, you know, I'm kind of bummed that they sold off. uh, Oh, uh, Eidos Montreal was who made Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. So I'm hoping that, like, because the embracer group now owns them maybe they'll let them make another one because i think that would be fucking awesome i i again i haven't finished guardians of the galaxy so i don't even know if it warrants a sequel but just what i've played so far i really enjoy this game and what is coming up with it and even like with uh crystal dynamics making the tomb raider games like i'm really hoping that those franchises are able to continue and I hope that Square Enix doesn't hold any sway over what what stuff in that vein happens. But I am, at the same time, excited that they did announce that they are going to use those funds to bolster their existing studios to work on games like these Final Fantasy games. So I'm pretty stoked about that. And they made some fucking bullshit comment about, oh, we're not using that money to work on NFTs. And then they made another comment that was like, uh, I wish I could... I should I should see if I can I can find it here. Just just we'll take a look for real, it, and then I'll call you back on the call because we're losing out again. I found I pulled up the article on uh, Video Games Chronicle and David Gibson, who is the uh, So all this information, it was summarized on Twitter by Japan-based analyst and investment advisor David Gibson, who 
said, and this is what I was talking about with the, the thing he said in result. And so square Enix in, in a results call, which is like probably like their earnings call or whatever said that funds raised from the crystal dynamics slash IDOS of $300 million will not be put into NFT Rather, funds will be used to reinforce core business, which is what I just said. However, the next sentence says NFT will have a different finance separate. So this guy probably doesn't speak English because that's a nonsensical sentence. But to me, it sounds like they're doing fucking NFTs, but it's just going to be a different part of Square Enix. They're not going to use the money that they made from fucking idos montreal and crystal dynamics to do nfts which is like okay well nobody wants nfts it's been proven over the last few months with how ubisoft is backpedaled on courts and all this stuff so i'm curious to see what their rollout is going to be what their idea is for nfts and if they have an interesting solution because while I think the NFTs are largely a scam and that people should be wary of them, it is entirely possible that somebody comes up with a, a usage of NFTs that is, if not valuable, at least acceptable. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, just a couple more news points yeah. here, just real quick. Uh, did you have any have any comments on that? No. I mean, you said everything I would have said. Yeah, it's just... It's just weird. It's fucking strange. Yeah. So this is, I was kind of alluding to this earlier, but the, the next, the second to last news point I have here, which is, I'll just say real quick is that um, the dead space remake apparently got a release date, which I'm super excited about. And they're saying that it's going to come out for next gen only. Well, current gen, I guess, which is what I was saying earlier. I'm glad that studios are now doing this. And they're saying that January 27th, 2023, is the probably in pencil, not pen, release date for Dead Space Remake, which is awesome because the original Dead Space is... I I would go out on a limb and say that the original Dead Space might be the best survival horror game ever made. So, I've never and played it. I, I love Resident Evil 4. I loved the Resident Evil 2 remake. And I know that Resident Evil made that made that genre what it is today. However, I just think that what EA did with Dead Space, just they took what Resident Evil did and they just put it in on another tier. Like it is just so good. Mm. So if if when this game comes out, Fred, I, hi, I I hope, first of all, I hope it's good and they don't fuck it up. But second of all, you definitely got to play it because it is so good. Um, just like the, the, the gameplay mechanic where you're like taking the limbs off of the enemy. Oh, it's, it's just awesome. The Ishimura is just such a great setting. Uh, I did hear that they're voicing Isaac Clark, which is the main character. He did not have a voice in the original game. So that'll be kind of interesting to see how that goes. Mm. Um, but, uh, as long as they don't like, they don't freaking scramble the eggs too much. I think that it'll, it'll still end up being decent if they just make it look better and they don't even make need to really fuck with the gameplay all that much. Just make the game look better and, and 
and have 60 frames and like, like feel a little bit more responsive and that's all they need to do. Um, so I guess that's where I'm at with that. But the last thing, I don't know if you have any comments on that. No, never I've never played, played Dead Space. Space so. I like the idea of it for sure. This next news point is just the weird, weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Did you, did you, so, so I'll just get into I, like, we make a point on this podcast to not be like overwhelmingly political in any way or have like, like obviously we have our own personal opinions about things, but like we try not to make the podcast feel like it's leaning one way or the other or heavily on a particular topic or whatever, you know, obviously we have views about like general humans rights and stuff like that. But, um, and if there's like something super egregious, obviously we'll talk about it, but, uh, there's a there's a bit of a I don't know if we have and many if any listeners that don't live in the United States but there's a big point of contention right now in the United States where some internal Supreme Court documents have been leaked indicating that they're going to attempt to overturn Roe v Wade in the United States of America which is the legislation that allow or the precedent that basically legalizes um, abortion in the United States of America. And so there's this, this document has recently been leaked that indicates that the currently conservative Supreme Court is talking about maybe attempting or just straight up overturning it if they've got a majority, which – understandably like like i said we're not taking sides on this podcast but as you can imagine it's a very politically and emotionally charged topic and there's a lot of discussion and emotions flying around right now about this particular thing in the united states and so uh the weird thing is that jim ryan released this (laughs) fucking email to the employees of Sony and I strange I didn't read the I don't know if like Jason Schreier reported about this on Bloomberg and I'm going to be completely fair I didn't read the whole uh the whole Bloomberg article because I quite frankly I just a lot of times I just can't I can't tolerate just Jason Trier has a tendency to just inject his fucking beliefs in all of his his articles and I just sometimes I just I just want to know the news anyway um, but so but I, I will read his Twitter post about this which is really really interesting he says and I just read this verbatim he says his first quote his first tweet says quote PlayStation boss Jim Ryan sent an email today asking his staff to respect differences of opinion on abortion rights. Then he wrote five. So, so, okay. So this is how it starts. And, and I saw this quote and I'm thinking, okay, this is fine for, because you can understand this is a very emotionally charged thing. You can understand the CEO just kind of reaching out to the staff and being like, Hey, you know, regardless of what you may believe it, it is important that you respect other people's beliefs. That in itself is a very benign and respectful thing to say to your employees. But so, um, but it continues to say, 
So PlayStation boss Jim Ryan sent an email today asking his staff to respect differences of opinion on abortion rights. Then he wrote five paragraphs about his two cats' birthdays, their habits, and his desire to get a dog. <laughs> People are not thrilled, exclamation point. So that's his first quote. And you have to be- you have to imagine like reading this tweet. It's like, what the fuck is this even about? And so then the, the follow-up tweet by uh, Jason Trier says, Jim Ryan's email, quote, Jim Ryan's email seen by Bloomberg News does not take a stance on Roe v. Wade or abortion rights, but does declare, quote, that dogs really are man's best friend. They know their place and perform useful functions like biting burglars and chasing balls that you throw for them, end quote. I'm reading this fucking, I'm like, this is the CEO of like a multi-billion dollar organization sending an email to the entire staff of PlayStation about like, and to be fair, I haven't read the email, like I said, but, but Jason Schreier makes it sound like that, that basically Jim Ryan used this allegory of dogs to sort of tell people not to get uppity about this. At least that's how I sort of perceived all of the information that I've read about this so far. Again, without having read the email itself. So so please, if I'm completely off base, feel free to write in and tell me, tell me I'm an idiot, all that stuff. Please feel free. I just, and I have no opinion one way or the other about this. I just find this this news just completely fucking random it's and so weird. weird. Like, I- why would you... Why would you send an email like this to your employees? See, I, I feel like any time – so I'll chime in a little bit. I feel like any time there's any kind of discourse in this country or in whatever country you may reside in, and it's in the news and it's everywhere. And like you said, Jake, despite your personal beliefs, this is a very, very, very contested, heated topic like where – in. And some may say rightfully so. Some may say it's not even a big deal. But I, it, it probably Jim Ryan. I don't even fucking know what his intentions were. But if you're running a huge company, I would imagine that an email like this should be sent from HR, some sort of big HR place. Like if the if the intent was to keep peace uh, amongst the workers. Right, because obviously everyone's going to hold a different belief about this thing. Uh, you could you could have said, you know, hey, just remember uh, while you're on the job, please try to you know be kind to your cubicle mate, be be nice to the people you're working with, even if they share an agreement or if they share an opinion that you disagree with. Uh, you still are coworkers and uh, keep keep things friendly. You know what I mean? I could see something like that coming from HR, but to come from the, the the PlayStation boss is weird, and I can only guess that that was like the angle. But then to go into the dog thing, like, <laughs> is so fucking I w- bizarre. I wish they would just leak this whole fucking email because, and maybe it is out there somewhere and I haven't seen it, but it's not in the Bloomberg article because I just skimmed through it. it so like, 
Like, I just wish I could read. I want to know what this fucking email is about cats and dogs. Could, and could all this he shit have been racing. trying to insinuate that having a pet is better than having a child you don't want? Dude, I don't fucking know where he could be going with this, but like, there is no way in my mind that I can that I that I can my I, I can't connect. No abortion rights and fucking my cat's birthdays. Like I don't, I can't connect. I'll tell them. you what's like. Re- I don't understand. <laughs> I'll tell you what's really interesting, and this is this is the whole way that everything is connected. Our last episode, you gave a lecture on how nobody should wish happy whatever day to a parent that's a dog mom or dog dad. So (laughs) the next week, Jim Ryan is talking about abortion rights and then maybe, maybe not. Right. Didn't didn't come right out and say it. Right. Um, And according to Schreier, he said that the email did not directly address Roe versus Wade or abortion rights. Well, he, he didn't. He didn't give an opinion on the matter. Like he didn't like say that. Doesn't take a Sony, stance. Like Sony feels this way or one, right. one or the other. Just yeah. says to respect the differences of opinions. But then he starts talking about dogs and cats and how dogs know their place and they'll listen to what you have to do and they're still going to protect you and all this shit, <laughs> dude. I, I mean, you have to because this is a tweet from Jason Trier. You you have to like. Take it with a grain of salt. Hundred uh, percent. Maybe, maybe there's a little bit of a spin either. on it. I wish I could read this email because I want to know exactly what it says. But like, it is insane. Like, why would you? If you're talking, if you want to give a message to your staff about respecting each other's rights or, or beliefs, that's that's great. But why would you compare it to cats and dogs? Well, like, dude, and the other maybe, thing that's fucking weird. Maybe, I don't know. So the quotes from Jason's second email. Is really bizarre to me because I don't know anyone that talks about dogs like this specifically unless you're reading it out of a dictionary or like something about like what is a dog. Dogs really oh, are I, man's best friends. They know their place and perform useful functions like biting burglars and chasing balls that you throw for them. Like what is that kind of fucking definition from Alexa or something? Dude, I, I honestly think because Jim Ryan is not – He's not American, right? So I, I believe – I want to s- say maybe he's Danish? I don't know what he is, but it's fucking Jim, interesting. Jim Ryan. I don't know. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I hope this – I don't know. I, I hope this doesn't take like the lightning out of the PS Plus crap that's going on right now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Dude, I, I just wanted to bring it up because it was so fucking weird. It, I agree. And, it's fucked and up. I, 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 do feel like I, need to, I do feel like I need to add that there's been a lot of pushback from the employees of PlayStation Studios. And uh, Insomniac has come out. Ted Price, the CEO of Insomniac, used to be the owner until he sold to Sony, said that uh, – that Sony has specifically prohibited PlayStation Studios from making making declarations of opinion on topics like this mm. because they they are a subsidiary of Sony and Sony as a global corporation does not you know does not comment on stuff like this 
And like, like Sony has never commented on anything like this. Right. They're, I mean, being Japanese in history, they're obviously generally very closed, very conservative. And I don't mean conservative in that like they're pro-life or whatever. I just mean that, that they're conservative in their messaging and they're like, they're just very subdued and very quiet and very just about the business. They don't drag the politics into it. And, uh, so it's but like obviously a lot of these companies a lot of Sony's biggest first parties are in the United States where this is happening. And so those companies like Ted Price has come out and said, you know, we are not allowed to comment officially on this. We're not, you know, a lot about not allowed to do that. But Insomniac has come out and said that they are they themselves, I guess, are going to be donating a bunch of money to uh, help with women's rights and, and you know, reproductive care and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which is obviously very pro-choice, which is, you know, fine. That's their prerogative to do that. And uh, it, so it sounds like because of some of this pushback, there are some, at least some portions of Sony that are coming out and saying that, like, you know, while we're not allowed to make an official stand as Sony or as a subset of Sony, we are still going to, on our own, go out and make donations in order to sort of at least have our voice in some way mm-hmm. be known and maybe provide some help to the community. So that's that's kind of a, another another side to this. But I just I, I just had to bring this up because I, I read this fucking tweet and I was just like, what the hell is this? Mm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but that's the last thing I have. That's that's the news for this week, at least as far as I care. Oh, so. interesting news points, man. If you have anything that you want to chime in about any of this, P.S. This is awesome at Gmail dot com. Write us at the show and we will be happy to read what you have to say to us. Jake, good job on the second half of the news portions. And uh, we're going to keep going forward and uh, try to wrap things up. But we have new games coming out. I still, speaking, this isn't a new game, but I still really want to play that Fist game. Uh, oh, yeah, that Chinese-developed game that's like you're a rabbit with a huge fucking mech awesome. arm. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. Still really want to play that. But anyways, May 17th, Fury on PS5. My name is Mayo 3, which I think is just a trophy game. Outward yeah. Definitive Edition PS5, PS4. May 18th, we're getting Divination on PS5 and PS4. May 19th, we're getting Deadcraft on PS5, PS4. Eternal Threads on PS4. They always run on PS4. Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song on PS5, PS4. May 20th, we're getting Cotton Fantasy on PS4. It's a really fucking weird name. And then Dolmen, PS5, PS4. So none of those games really jump out at me. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Jake? Um, I would say that I have not eaten dinner yet, and it's almost 10 o'clock, so I'm ready to be done. Very good. Very good. Well, I'm going to mix things up for the closing here, Jake. I have some uh, gaming terms instead of games today and uh, from the uh, lexicon that Sony published. And they all begin with the letter D. So, thanks for tuning in to episode 223 of PS. This is awesome. Jake, it's been a ride. Sorry, I am, again, so very tired recording this podcast. It is, like you said, almost 10 o'clock. 
I worked all day. I golfed nine holes. I came home, got this stuff set up. I'm tired, and I'm still in my work clothes. So, without further ado, let's get this bad boy wrapped up, and we'll talk to you all next week. Like drops, dialogue tree, and debuff. <laughs> P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.